0: Well, good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. We are here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come on out and join us. Boy, the store is full of color. Now, if you can't join us right now, then uh, go ahead and phone us with any questions or comments you might have. The phone number is 356-9397, 356-WDWS, or even text us at 351 we have plant experts today, including John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, John, and plant enthusiast, Sharon Erb.
1: Good morning, Tamara.
0: Good morning, Sharon. I'm so glad that you could join us today. I'm you. glad you're here, too. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah. Well,
2: well you know, because me and Tamara are so low, sometimes it's nice to have another <laughs> oh. person uh, mm-hmm. opinion on things.
1: Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> we know
2: you're, you are an expert Yes. With all your with all your past you know a experience lot. and knowledge.
1: Well, thank you, John.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you're here.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, just to cover, you said Steve Brown is on vacation, visiting family, and uh, Mary Ann is where? She is in St. Louis this weekend
2: uh, at the National Conifer Society, I believe it's called. Wow. National Conifer Society is having a, a meeting. So, the
0: last time it was hostas, now it's yeah. conifers. Yeah. Yep, that woman. She's so She's, worldly. She is. She's always jet setting around.
2: And I would love to go to one of those things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would be neat.
2: Well, you know, it's, there's educational seminars, and then, then also they get to visit private gardens, which is cool. Oh. Public and private gardens. Oh,
1: so it's not like the conifers have been brought into an auditorium and they go through it it's not like that they actually go to private gardens That'd be they cool. do some
2: and then usually there's a some type of a public garden that's Ooh. available so yeah it's pretty cool
1: nice
0: yeah all right well speaking continuing of conifers, education <laughs> you have a few of those here we do if people are interested absolutely we've
2: still got a great selection of conifers uh, we have shrubs trees Mm-hmm. Available. We still have some great annuals, uh, some sales going on annuals right now. Uh, yeah. Hanging baskets, 40% off, and also the combination planters, 40% off. Uh, wow. So tons of, tons Good. of accent plants are on sale. And tropicals,
0: so, did I see some of those were at 60 Yeah, it's just kind off? of a let's, let's like clear uh, through some of those some things. Some citrus trees, I think you had like a lemon tree back there. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, so we still have a few things available if, if you're looking for that type percent of stuff.
0: Off. That's great. Yeah. I love this time of year. It's when stuff starts going on sale. <laughs> well, and then
2: this week we brought in uh, a great new selection of uh, perennials. You know, cool. fresh, fresh, fresh. Like uh, what? So we have some coupons going on. If you go on prairiegardens.com or Facebook, we have um,
3: echinacea, echinacea,
2: which is coneflower, 50% off the regular price it's one gallon pots which is pretty cool uh one gallon blue pots and there's no limit so you buy as many as you want yay uh Coreopsis, which is one of my favorite perennials it's got this really great you know yellow to, to orange range and uh really long lasting
1: long blooming times nice uh, yeah, but i like it because it's kind of ferny it, yeah. it'll take up a lot of space yeah isn't it, that great it, yeah if you have a lot of space to fill in that that's a nice filler in the front okay yeah absolutely really good. good to know
2: so 40 percent off of those nice 40 yep 40 i know right
1: i, I <laughs> missed that one
2: and then uh uh butterfly bush
0: oh my gosh you have some gorgeous
2: yeah. butterfly yeah. bushes number three there. pots uh regular 29.99 1997
1: Wow. So, there's agree. a real nice selection right now. If you wait too long, they can get picked over.
2: Yep. They yep. look really good. Yep. So go they on on they look really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go on PrairieGardens.com or if it's on Facebook I'm for your coupons. You're... Then also in-store specials, we have ceramic pottery. <gasps> nice. So anything 49 97 to 69.97, $10 off nice and 79 97 and up you get $20 off wow so that's a pretty cool sale
0: oh that's that gives you an opportunity to go ahead and get the larger containers that that, that I've been drooling I say that you, you <laughs> could get I could get
2: <laughs> I've been drooling over well yeah it's, and ceramics are uh, kind of an investment
1: yes. Into, yes into
0: yeah but they're a great investment absolutely
1: they're a one time investment that's what makes them nice you buy them once take decent care of them in the winter and you have them every spring and it makes them really nice because they don't dry out like some of the clay pots and the plastic pots yes i realize sometimes you can't afford the ceramic but at some point if you can put one in your budget it, it's just much nicer on you and the plants you don't have to water it as often <laughs> right? really yes Good. yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. They, yeah the plastic ones dry out really fast okay and the smaller they are the Quicker. The quicker they'll dry yeah. so out. So if you're going to buy a plastic one, buy the biggest one you can afford. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or just and do then, it right and get ceramic. And yeah.
0: <laughs> well,
2: well, in the ceramic, you know, there's lots of, uh, of uh, a little bit. It's not controversy, I guess, but uh, as far as overwintering them.
1: I don't know how you overwinter them, John, but I used to haul them to a back shed that took a half an hour to get to the shed. And these pots are big, and I used to put them on a dolly take them back there okay and I discovered that if you take a piece of wood or at least for me I lay down a piece of wood two by four whatever you got and then I tip my pot so there's a little air flow through the bottom of, it would be the top at that point and I've been doing that for over five or six years now and I haven't had one break I haven't had one crack nothing and you know the kind of winters we've had yep it, it, they look like little nomads out there with hats with the sun, <laughs> with the snow on top of them. But I'm not hauling yeah. them back there anymore. It's just no. too hard. I even no. do that for some of my clients. It they're heavy when they're empty. So, so, so oh, absolutely. So let me get this
0: straight. You're turning it completely upside down. Yes. But just putting a little board or something so that there's some air.
1: Yes. I just put a two by four down, there. or it can be smaller than that. Just something. Um, to prop it up. To, yeah, I don't use rocks because I found that sometimes they might fall over into each other, and oh. then the rock has a little, you have a chip in the lid, and I'm like, oops, I don't, want, I don't want to do that anymore. So I just use the wood.
2: Okay. Yeah, and you're doing that because you don't want it to be in contact with the soil.
1: Well, I also want to have a little, if the, a lot of snow comes into so the little drain holes in mm-hmm. the bottom that's now at the top, mm-hmm. it won't freeze and <laughs> break up my pot. So Because yeah. if you leave them upright, sometimes that can happen.
2: Yeah, and uh, if you leave the soil in them, you oh. have you
0: run a risk of that happening. Uh, yeah, too. I,
1: ne- I should have. So used to oh my gosh. seeing them. Never leave soil in them okay. ever.
0: But if you have a really large pot, which is going to have a lot of soil mm-hmm. in it, right? Ha, 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 what do you do? Just get the shovel
4: out? And well, no. Well,
2: <laughs> one of the smart things to do is to actually put a container inside of a container.
0: Okay. That's so fun. yeah,
2: yeah. And then you can do various methods of of propping it up with, you know, inverting another, like a nursery pot inside, Uh, depends Mm -hmm. on the size, but but, uh, you know, there's a lot of methods for that.
0: Okay, I gotcha. Um,
2: Another one thing that I do, uh, I make sure that they're never in contact with directly with the soil. Uh, I always use some bricks or blocks to keep it off the ground.
1: The insert?
2: No, the, the container itself.
1: Oh, okay. So
2: during the summer, you know, growing season, it allows for the water to drain out. Uh, sometimes you can put pea gravel uh, underneath and, and under the pot itself, huh. you know, just to keep it raised up so it's not in contact with the soil because sometimes um, it doesn't drain properly. If that, if it's draining directly into the soil, it might get clogged up. And John? then also over the winter, it keeps it from being in contact with the freeze and thaw of the soil.
1: Okay,
0: that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, my well, area where I turn my pots over, it's all mulched, then I turn them over. But in the, uh, I have a lot of pots in gravel or mulch. Yeah. But I also use those little um, paver stones, the rectangular paver stones. Mm-hmm. And then I use the little pot feet. Yep. And that keeps my pot staple. Stable, sorry, <laughs> and then it also helps that air circulation come up through the pot and dry it out a little bit because if you waterlog your pot mm-hmm. and no drainage, then you rot your plants. So yep. Yep. you just have to use a little common sense.
2: Yep, that's what it is.
1: So. But I also use an old, I don't know if you do this, but I use a coffee filter in mm-hmm. the bottom of my pots, mm-hmm. wet it, put it in there. Then when I put my soil in there, it doesn't go through the drain holes.
0: I do that. Oh, good. I'm so proud of myself now.
1: That's, I started doing something an expert does. <laughs> I read that And in I it. just kind of did it
0: on my own kind of yeah.
1: thing. And, you know, just go someplace where they have them real cheap. And I have a pack of 100 for a couple years.
0: Oh, wow. I so. just grab one from the kitchen because well, I, well, I don't do drink, that much. No. <laughs> we don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Well. <laughs> I need coffee filters, but no coffee. Yeah, yeah no. I have some planting to do. <laughs> yeah, first time I told a customer that, she's like, you do what? Like, yeah. She said, well, I heard you could use dryer sheets. I said, you can, but there are chemicals in the dryer sheets, so I don't use oh. those. It's okay if you do it, but I just don't. Right. It's, you know, those little filters, a hundred of them are, what, a buck? Right. So, you know. Yeah. That's what I use. Interesting.
2: Yeah, and then depending on the size of the container, I have a few that are really huge. Uh so I usually try to don't fill the whole entire thing with soil. So I sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, I'll invert uh, a nursery pot. Like if you bought a, a shrub or whatever mm-hmm. or a plant and just save the pot and invert it. And then sometimes I'll put uh, a layer of like burlap just to keep the soil from washing through as much. And then the soil directly in. Uh, sometimes I'll use uh, plastic water bottles. Like I'll recycle those oh. and put those down in the bottom. Uh, there's That's also smart. there's also inserts that that we sell that will fit also. So just doing annuals for say if it's a really huge pot you might only need a third of the third of the pot with soil or half of the pot. So yeah. So yeah.
0: Annuals you might want to do because they're only ninety-nine cents right now. Yeah. Stuff like that. Wonderful selection for only ninety-nine cents. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens with John and Sharon this morning. You Um, know, another thing that I
2: didn't get to talk about, uh we also have the a patio sale. Oh coupon. Oh. uh, Twenty percent off the lowest mark price on patio furniture umbrellas
0: accessories. So wow. Great. Yeah. And, and, and you've got just the nicest stuff. And different Indeed. looks too. You have the traditional or you have a more modern uh style back there available. Does
1: that and include the BG
0: look. Not pillows. I know the pillows are. not they have a good size.
1: <laughs> I was hoping. Sorry. It's Tempting. it's okay, John. It's, it's
2: okay. <laughs> uh furniture, umbrellas and outdoor rugs.
1: To go back to your pots, I just was, everybody buys the hanging baskets, you know, they have those nice little pots that they come in. Well, you should try to save those without the hangers Mm -hmm. in the fall instead of trashing them or recycling them because they fit really nice into your bigger pots. Because you turn it over and you have Mm -hmm. a platform and then sometimes I'll fill it into the sides. But normally I'll just put that in there and so it it works out really well. That's cool. And you've already recycled it. Yeah. And I also if you're stacking them in your garage, your ceramic pots or your regular ones, put another container in there and they won't stick. I've well, had smart. Well, <laughs> I've did. had to really work hard to get them apart. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we're not doing that again. Yeah. So just put something in there. It. it just it leaves them from nesting really tight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay, I good. just thought of that. Sorry. Well, and and <laughs> I used to
2: do the same thing. I used to haul mine around and oh. I don't do that anymore. No. There's yeah.
1: The
4: older I get, just take a few precautions. And, and you're yeah. smart. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: nice. So this past week was Pollinator Week, right?
2: It was. Yeah. Yay.
0: Yeah. It so was. I mean, it, it still is. I would say. That's it's something
2: we could talk about week. this week. Well, what like about what about you're bypassing our normal. What did we do in the garden this week? Oh, I apologize. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. I, I just knew that before you, the show, you mentioned that it was pollinator week. And well, I thought we're going to was... do
2: that, too. Okay,
0: yes, sir. <laughs> Go for it, John. So, John, no. what have you been doing in the garden this week? <laughs> Besides. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Tamara. So <laughs> that oh, <it> was cute. <laughs> <laughs> she turned two. All of a
0: sudden,
1: it's okay. <laughs> Edith Ann.
0: <laughs> so my dog, Buster, and I were out in the garden. No. Seriously, what were you doing in the yard this week? Well, my
2: dog, Riesling, and Morgan were out in the garden with me, yes. Oh, Not good. Not Buster.
3: <laughs>
2: so, as we know, with all the rain, we've had <gasps> weeds oh, sorry, and weeds and weeds. But that's kind of boring.
0: You know, oh my gosh, we're all dealing it. with weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think after all of that rain that we had, it, they're just popping up all over the place. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it, I mean we have a rock garden even that <laughs> we sprayed weed killer in,
1: and you still had weeds. We still have weeds. Yeah. <laughs> they yes. grow everywhere. Yeah. Yes, they yeah.
0: do. Yeah. I, but,
1: do you water and then pull weeds? Because I sometimes do it that oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Okay, oh. it's easier to pull them out. Yeah. Because if you break them off, they're coming back anyway. So yeah. try to get them out by the root if you can.
5: Yeah.
2: Right. You yeah. know, the so. wetter it is, the easier they come out. That's a really smart thing to do if you haven't had rain. Uh,
1: well, you have to water them as a rule anyway.
2: Absolutely. And
1: if they're mulched, you're not going to get muddy. And yeah. they should be mulched if you're going to yeah. put the water out there mulch it so it holds it in. That yeah. helps. But that's what uh, – I wasn't just weeding this year, this week, John.
2: Well, I wasn't either. Wait. Why do not you talk front, about what you well, did? Well, my and then front garden. About what
1: I did. As you come <laughs> into our driveway, live we live on a cul-de-sac, so it's a little circle. As you come into our driveway, I had a little area there that has a wrought iron fence around it, and I've had over eight hydrangeas in there. It's so <gasps> a very wide expanse. So early last year, I took four of them out because they weren't doing well because the city tree is shading it a little too much. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you can't do anything to that tree, so you just work with it. Sure. And so I took those out last year. And so this year, I drove up to my house, and I'm like, I don't like that look. You can't see anything. So <laughs> I took them all out, and I put them in the back. I have a nice big lot in the back, so I put them back there. They are struggling a little bit because it wasn't the, the best time to transplant them, but they're not doing bad. I watered them this morning. They look pretty good. Okay. So I took all the hostas around my yard. What
2: kind of hydrangeas were
4: they?
1: I don't know. They were really old. Old, okay. Old, and they okay. just kind of got to the point where I spent more time trying to force them to bloom uh-huh. than I cared to. So I put them in the back where they're at least green. But in the front, uh, I know I have told you and Marianne, I lost about seven trees. So a lot of my uh, shade material that material needed to be moved because sure. it was burning sure so that's what I decided to do in my front bed so I put all the hostas and the variegated Solomon seal and the ferns and nice. just all kinds of things about kill myself but I got it in there yes my husband will say uh-huh <laughs> 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 so it looks much nicer now so that's great I, I'm real happy with what what how it turned out that's great and I saved a lot of plant material from that's dying. great I didn't have to buy any, so that was really cool. Sorry, John. Yes. <laughs> well, and especially no, like- after
0: you've already invested so much time yeah. and, and money in uh, keeping them going and propagating them. And
1: Well, a lot of people are like, well, why do you do that? Just what you said, Tamara. Why would I spend the money and have them? They've been really nice for years and years, and then it wasn't the tree's fault that they got a disease and had to be cut down. So I just moved them. Yeah, so it worked out real well. That's great. Well,
2: and and that's just all part of part of gardening. You know, mm-hmm. everything changes and evolves, and you know you gotta you gotta deal with it.
0: Adapt to nature.
2: Absolutely,
0: yeah. Good point.
2: That's cool. And when you moved your ferns and hostas, I know that you amended the soil with compost because I know yeah. you are a compost lady.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm a mushroom compost. You got to yeah. have bags of that stuff at my house. So. Yeah. <laughs> And we actually got another shed so I can store that kind of stuff in there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> but it's easy. you know. And the ferns wasn't the best time to move them, but it worked out. I water them first. Then I dig them up, and I put them in a little bit of water as I'm taking in the wheelbarrow, Smart. taking them from the back to the front. And that hole's already been dug, and I put them down in there with my compost and my soil. And I water them again. And then after it's all done, I mulch them. Now, with Perfect. the
0: ferns, what would be the most ideal time if you wanted to transplant them? When self?
1: they're first coming up. Very oh, first. Early yeah, spring. Early, 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 early spring. spring. Okay. They look like they're dead. They're, they look like these little brown dead things. <laughs> I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> yeah, they look they dead. Most people think they're dead. And I'm like, no, they're going to be beautiful. And they are. Uh, but that's. But I did move these. They're already. They're big and they were full, and I, I. didn't know if they'd make it, but they have. So they look real nice. Well,
2: another. And the thing, Solomon
1: seal is the same thing. So.
2: Sure, sure. Another thing, if you are moving mature plants, like that, uh, if you, cut some of them back. You know, take some of the the foliage off mm-hmm. so it's not trying to you know up to a third of it off so that you're not trying to support it's trying to establish its roots and it's trying to support all that that foliage at the same time so you know that's a good way
4: okay
1: i don't do that to ferns, but i do do it to like hydrangeas or roses things like that sure but i always sure. water first it lets those those little hair like roots pull out of the ground just a little nicer than if you just jerk them out of there and dry yeah mm-hmm. so yeah if you're gonna transplant something watered first. Okay. Then dig it up. Good to know. You get a little messy, a little dirty, but you'll wash.
0: That, well, that's all part of gardening. That's <laughs> the fun of it, right? Yeah,
1: Well a and
2: dirty. Yeah, because we're getting into the, you know, now we're gonna get into July when it's starting to get hot. It, it's a little bit harder for those plants to get established. You know, you just got to give them extra water and uh, so, so yeah. It's different if it's a containerized plant that you just purchase you know like a tree shrub or, or any perennial that's already containerized um, it's not as hard as transplanting because you're you're absolutely disturbing everything around that plant where the ones that are containerized uh, you know they're already used to being in there way. and you know you'll you'll we, when you do plant it you'll want to trim some of that uh, break up that soil mass mm-hmm. so the roots will Establish easier. Kind of
1: but, tease them out a little bit.
0: yeah
2: yep.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. good to know.
0: Three five six nine three nine seven. Give us a call. And let us know what's going on in your garden. Here, yeah. plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. So you started to mention what you were doing in your oh, yard. Yeah, besides, kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
2: okay. Uh, so I've been working on a little hardscape project uh, at the front of my house. I have. Uh, uh, it's a flagstone side, sidewalk that goes to my in, to my house, and uh, last couple of years I I reset that and I've been wow. landscaping around it with with uh, some weathered limestone pieces, and so uh, because I live in a, a nature area or the woods, oh, it's it's yeah. it's just that's just right for there. Mm-hmm. So I had an area that. It's supposed to be lawn, but it really isn't. It's mostly <laughs> this low spot with, with mud and a little <laughs> bit of grass. So I turned it into a, a gravelled uh, seating area for, for some patio furniture.
1: I saw that you showed me that picture. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Looks very nice.
2: Thanks. So, so that I've been working on. I also I I keep collecting. Some hostas from one of my friends, <laughs> so I've been I've been adding those, uh, and uh, then I just purchased uh, the yellow twig dogwood. It's called buds yellow. Uh, it's just obviously green foliage for this time of year, uh, five to six feet high and wide. Uh, I'm I've got that in an area where I have a I have an area in the front of my house where I have uh, a fire pit in some benches oh. so, um, so
0: you're going to put a tree nearby so the so these pit. are shrubs actually <laughs> yeah. well no sure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're spaced Camera. away <laughs> so,
2: so then i'll create um i'll create kind of a border or a or a background where it'll be a little more private from the street oh, so oh, that would be nice oh, yes and okay.
0: then during the winter
2: i'll have those beautiful yellow yellow,
0: yellow twigs yeah
2: wow gonna that love
0: does you sound beautiful going to love it. We have a phone call. Oh, cool. So let's go to the phones where Carol is calling in. Good morning, Carol. How are you?
4: I'm just fine. Uh, my question is, is it possible to transplant Chinese lanterns, and when can you do it?
2: Hmm. Chinese lanterns. So so the best time is, is early spring. Uh, do you have quite a collection of them, or...
3: Well, they're kind of here and there in the garden, <laughs>
2: yeah. Kind of a sporadic, sporadic thing, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yes, earlier would have been better. Uh, I think what we just talked about, if if you want to, want to, as Sharon just mentioned, you know, give them a good water and you know, go ahead and try to locate them where you want them,
1: okay. The only thing I would caution at this time is if you're going to do this in July and August, I don't think your results will be very good. So I would probably wait until myself. I would wait until in the fall. Then I would water them and move them.
4: In the fall? Yeah, because
1: I'm afraid if you try them now, they're a little more delicate, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they may just die on you. (laughs) Because they'd be okay. so stressed out. From it, the yeah, July heat. and August is going to get so hot, according to all the stuff I've been reading. That, mm-hmm. that's why I hurried and did my front because I thought, oh, I don't want to do it in July and August. And we okay. don't know what the weather is going to be like. But that's what I would tell you. You're obviously, you can try it now if you'd like. I try one maybe and see if it worked. Yeah, okay. and I
2: might consider, I might consider uh, trimming it back some, yeah, you know, about a third, yeah. if you're going to do it.
1: Okay. It,
0: or if she just wanted to take them out right now, could she put them in a container until fall? I you
1: know, wouldn't would advise be... that. No. Okay. Personally, I don't know John's opinion, I,
2: but I, I would just go ahead. You and... get all that trouble, no. you might as well
1: okay. trim it back, water it, trim it back, move one, see how it works, and if it works okay. really well, you're, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> if it dies, you know to wait till fall. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. Thank you
1: you're welcome well, you're very carol. welcome be sure to let us know how it goes
0: <laughs> carol <laughs> okay good thank you yeah. three five six nine three nine seven this is plant experts live at prairie gardens
2: yep. chinese lanterns are are very pretty um they do sometimes have a tendency to get out of control uh, they kind of want to reseed and and jump around in a lot of spots
0: hmm. so good to know all right it's pollinator week it is
1: <laughs> we both dozed off well you have it have some beautiful butterfly bushes out there one but, just went by i, I don't
0: did you see that yes <laughs> with the big fat purple, purple plumes. yeah the purple ones
1: yeah. oh beautiful oh here comes another one uh, yeah
0: oh, oh yes yeah. and how how tall would you say that is uh, four how feet five yeah
1: four or five feet. feet the tallest one it's yes. four feet great job gorgeous Great job! Yes, yeah, those are yes. those
2: are they're really rewarding plants.
1: They are. I have a lot of them because when I first started gardening, I couldn't afford too much, and I had a lot of space, so I put those in there, and they got huge, and I was like, cool. Huh. But I have to say that, I mean, they're kind of like ornamental grasses. You you put them in, cut them down in the fall, or leave them until early March, cut them off, and then you're, that's all you do to them. That's it. The first year, you just got to make sure you. Take care of them by watering them occasionally, and but I'm like, what a, you know, that's like a no-nonsense plant. Put it in and cut it down once, or I'll go for that,
3: and that's then it redoes You know,
0: fairly
1: drought tolerant. Oh yeah, nice. after the after they're established. Okay, you can't just put them in the ground and go off. Right, the okay. yeah. <laughs> first year. And they and okay and, and
2: you really have to have the sun.
1: Oh yeah, they those. are definitely sun. They Full will sun, not do, you
2: know, six hours yeah. uh, is they'll perform really well for you.
4: Nice.
0: so
1: if you have a lot of sedums or autumn joy sedums and things like that, that's a great little area to fill in. Yeah. And you don't have to go back over there with a hose very often.
2: Hmm. Right.
1: Or at least I don't. No, right.
2: well, no, you really don't have to. You really
1: and don't.
0: Sharon, your your garden in particular is a pollinating pollinator garden, right?
1: Yes, I have a lot of things for birds, butterflies, bees, wasps,
0: right. moths. Moths.
1: Yeah. They're really cool.
0: And they're very important. We need all of those things to sustain uh, agriculture. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, 80% of our food supply is done by pollinators. So you think about, you start seeing less and less bees. Well, what are we going to eat? So all those people that, you know, go, oh, well, no big deal. I'm like, don't go out there and spray stuff. Don't, Don't kill your bees. Don't kill your bees. Yeah. Okay. So, what kinds of things
2: would
0: you advise if somebody wanted to help out the pollinators?
2: Yeah, you have some great uh, websites to go on, too, which I love that you brought those.
1: Uh, there, if you're really interested in this, and it, you don't need, you can be in an apartment with a little pot mm-hmm. or a window box. You don't have, have acres of property. Uh, one of the websites, which is really good, because I looked it up again last night, and it's called millionpollinatorgardens.org. Hmm. that whole long name okay million pollinator- million Pollinator org. okay right. that's a nationwide what's really cool or at least i found cool it it tells you the requirements for this garden thing that you're going to put in here but uh you go to the website and there's a united states map come up and there's these little orange dots all over it and that tells you where they have are helping their pollinators and there's a I think there's four or five things that you have to have in your own garden. And it's real simple, very, very simple. You can then register your garden. Now, it won't go up there and say herb garden, but it'll have nice little orange dot, and you will know, hey, look what I've done. I'm on that map. That's, That's really neat. cool.
0: And Let me interrupt real quick because I don't want to leave um, Pat waiting for too much longer. Oh. She's already been pretty patient. Uh, Pat, good morning.
4: How can we help you? Good morning. Oh. And this isn't a plant, it's a tree. We had a tree taken down and they didn't get all of the stump. Is there something that you can put on that to kill it?
2: The, the stump, uh, we have something uh, here that's uh, and it's an enzyme, basically, that, that uh, you're going to be drilling holes in the stump and applying this product inside and it's going to help decompose it.
1: Okay. Time is about the only thing you can do if they didn't chip it out. Yep. It just rots. Um, that's basically what happens. Yeah. If your stump but is still pretty solid, not? put a pot on it. <laughs> put a, a pretty pot, pot of I'm flowers God. on it.
4: <laughs> I've got a Buddha on one, though. <laughs> Damn, oh, that's, that's a good nice. idea. That's,
2: that's,
1: that's a great idea. idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, at my house, I have a. I mean, it's. Huge! It's like some 200-year-old oak tree stump, and <laughs> wow. uh, I've actually uh, gone over it with uh, some mulch, and it it's kind of looks like a, a berm in the in the yard. And then I've actually oh, cool. uh, done some garden orbs beside it, so so oh. it just kind of like it it just looks like uh, uh, it You it's, it's part you of showed the, me a picture. integrated it's into the And I the wouldn't garden. have known that if you hadn't yeah. told me. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I will tell you. Well, some of my old stumps, I've just been putting water. I water them periodically, and it helps them rot. Really? Well, mine have anyway. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Interesting. But I have heard of uh, the stuff that helps it decompose. Yeah,
2: we and have it here. So.
4: Okay. And so, about where. If is it? if you want right to put back something here. back there, will the enzyme bother uh, it growing? Something else growing there?
2: Well, it's it's going to mm. take it's going to take a while and in any time that that you want to put something I wouldn't recommend putting in exactly the same spot I think you would want to put it near that spot uh, because you really have to to make sure that you do some soil amendments uh, because there's always going to be uh, an area with those roots decomposing under there it's it's going to take a, a long time
4: yeah, we have roots. That, that we have roots in the back that they've been sinking for. Us. Every time we turn around, we're having to put more dirt in it. Uh, yeah, It oh. uh, yeah. sinks down, and you know, and you got a rough spot there in the yard. Um, right, we're going to have a big, big tree taken down, and uh, I'm wondering about just putting some rock down, uh, p- bricks down, and then put rocks, and then put. Uh, flowers and boxes and stuff instead of putting a tree back there. We're having trouble with the front yard because of that tree. It's just dying all over.
1: It takes a long time if it was a very large tree for all those roots to decompose and go back into the soil. Only thing you can do is try to camouflage it a little bit. I think John's suggestion with the uh, mulch was a really cool idea because you kind of cover it up and that makes it damp and anytime that uh, it, that stump is damp it will tend to de- deteriorate if you don't want to put the uh, application that John's talking about on there then just try to camouflage it by putting mulch on it and, and uh, that would maybe be the first year put some soil down and then put some mulch on it and at least it looks nice see, see if that might if work I needed, Pat I don't know if that's what you have in mind but
4: if I need help John I can come out to the prairie Gardens and Dad. get your information and <laughs> Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Come and see
0: us and we'll hook you up. You got it, Pat. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for calling in and good luck with that. It'll be interesting to see what you come up with, uh, whether you choose to uh, just kind of camouflage it or go ahead and try to get it out. Let's go back to the phone lines where Jenny has been waiting patiently. Good morning, Jenny. How are you?
5: Good morning, fine. I have a question for you. I have a hibiscus tree in a very large pot that I have, and I wonder why are some of the leaves turning yellow? What am I doing wrong?
3: Hmm.
2: so uh Jenny, do you have uh, is this a tropical hibiscus that that you're talking yes, about? It is.
5: Okay. <laughs> yes it is
2: and you have it in uh, uh, full sun or half day sun or
5: half day sun
2: half day okay and uh, is it in a larger container than a the originally very large, purchased
5: but it's heavy uh plastic container
2: okay okay and you did all the right things because that's what you should do because those guys drink water like crazy and um uh,
4: mm.
5: they're, they're water, well, that's huh? what i wondered am i watering it too much or not enough
2: and, and that's hard to say, and, and it, it, the answer could be yes to, to, to either one. Uh, yellow leaves indicate, that's an indication, yes. Uh, how often are you watering it?
5: I've been doing it every day, is that wrong?
2: Okay, uh, sometimes uh, with a larger container, you have a tendency to collect water in the bottom. So it's possible that it is too much.
1: I would try to go go for, like, three days and see if the plant uh, stops being yellow because you just have certain leaves that are turning yellow. Yes. Because it sounds like you're watering it well enough, so it's not a a, a deal where it needs water. So I I would try to wait, like, for three days and see two to three days. Don't water, really, you know, just kind of give it a watch, and maybe that yellow leaf, those leaves will fall off. Then you can pick them up and get rid of them. <laughs> and then every three days, give it a drink and see if that's what it needs. And you may have to adjust it to every two days. Every day in a very large pot, like John said, that, that can be more detrimental than letting it a little bit. What about food? Okay. I fertilize I fertilized especially uh, hibiscus, anything that's in a pot because the soil eventually will have no more nutrients and your plants will start looking kind of sicky so uh, i use whatever the directions whatever food you're using for my pots anyway and john can either say yeah yeah or nay but i always use if it says one tablespoon or one table one teaspoon per gallon i'll do a half oh i always because i i fertilize mine every day but it's very diluted do not take that sentence i just said and go out there and Give it full strength, okay? Because you'll just Every have green. Day. You won't have any flowers. Right. Okay. I okay. always I I use
5: the, the Miracle growth, So, am I? I instead of the whole uh, t- uh, spoon, I should just use half of that in a gallon.
0: Well, how half often are you? Fourth, how so. often are you feeding it now, Jenny? Every two days.
2: Oh, that's that's too much. So so go back yeah. to the package and i am going to say that it's probably going to tell you to whatever amount it is uh,
0: I think it's about it's 2
2: weeks. It's 2 weeks usually. Every 2 weeks. Cuz I use so, that too. So go by the go by the package directions. But I'll tell you what those yellow leaves you can go ahead and just cut those off and <laughs> you know get your get your water regulated. Pretty <laughs> go back to go back to the directions that says on the box of fertilizer. And I think you're, you'll get back.
0: It sounds like it just has a case of overloving. Yeah.
1: Yes, that yeah. was good, Tamara. Thank yes. you. I think that's You're yes. being very diligent. Well,
0: thank, you. thank you.
5: Thank you so kindly. You're oh, welcome. you're ever so welcome. Thanks I'm glad calling. you
0: called in. It's always interesting to hear about stuff like that. Thank you, Jenny. Three five six nine three nine seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Oh, so that's biscuit. Thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. And, they bloom and you can overwinter so those
1: if you have a nice garage that's not super cold. Yeah, my sister does this a lot. She had some for several years that she just overwintered. She got them here and she's like, I can't find that color anymore, so let's overwinter <laughs> She put them in her laundry room where there's a little heat. It worked out really well.
0: Nice. So good. Now let's go back to those websites that you were talking about for pollinators because uh, you said you had a few good ones and you already just- rattled off a good one.
1: Well, the second one, uh, it basically, it's called USDA Forest Service, and you can just oh. Google that. The reason I like it, it's called the Million Pollinator Garden Channel, Challenge, and because this is a forest service, it's kind of cool because they will tell you things, You, or at least for me, I didn't realize, like, if you have a big enough property and you have a tree limb that's not really in the front of your yard, maybe leave it on a little bit at the back you'll get woodpeckers you'll get different types of insects that won't harm your tree but they like the the dead part i was just reading it last night and i didn't read all of it but it was just real interesting i thought well here is usda forest service i would never have thought to look that up but it really has some really cool stuff on there so if you like that kind of thing it these are just things that i at night sometimes randomly run across interesting interesting (laughs) sites to
0: surf and then well, it's just the, the good. Well, when when you come across a really good one, that's very informative, and uh, and good at relaying the information.
1: Yes, it was simple. It wasn't <clears throat> scientific. Yes, it was things I could understand. Yes, <laughs> I didn't have to come over and ask John, "What does that mean?" Right. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that, <laughs> right. that's cool.
2: If you're, uh, research is is so vital to to uh, something, if you're if you're really interested in in pollinators and butterflies or bees or if you're in in particular one or the other uh you know it's great to educate yourself as much as you can
1: well you if can. you're doing pollinators, you normally are going to have bees moss all uh, anyway
2: absolutely so yep. and, yeah. and and just a few simple things you can do to attract more is uh, is plant plant flowers uh usually uh uh it'll suggest that that you plant in in masses or groups clumps. they it, call it clumps yeah. instead yeah.
3: of
1: one here one there because oh. if the bee is going to run to that plant it doesn't want to have to run all over its energy that was just a joke right. anyway but that makes sense <laughs> so yeah. and if you've ever had a pot of petunias and seen a bumblebee crawl into that throat of that petunia and his little rear end is the only thing sticking out you're like how do you fit in there you know? and yeah. then he backs out and he's full of pollen it's really cool
2: yeah it's it's just it, i mean you think about it the the they're they're attracted to the the colors they see things differently right. so if you have you know like like sharon just said if you have one here one here one here but put them together in masses mm-hmm. so that when they're flying
0: they can see and hone in on it
1: right it's like gps it's a big mass of
0: color Yeah, let's go back to the phone lines because John is calling in has a question for us. I hope good morning, John
3: Good morning morning. I heard you talking about the tree roots and stuff earlier about them rotting out. I have kind of a different problem Uh, I got a maple tree. We just moved into this house and the roots are actually coming up through the grass yeah so I didn't know I didn't necessarily want to cut them out because I think that's going to uh, open the tree up to more uh, infection or something like that
0: right and, disease uh, yeah
3: yeah i I can see where the previous owners they've run over and hit it with the lawnmower and stuff like that too so uh I'm thinking about putting like a big ring around it and mulching around it. Would that be okay?
1: That's an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. That keeps the lawn mower and the lawn trimmers away from the roots. Mm,
0: okay That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, do, back do, also.
3: I do yeah I do have, have a few split. roots that would be beyond that that perimeter. I don't know if they could cut those out or not or if that would be a bad idea.
2: So if you're if you're um, if you're going out, uh, is the tree's huge? I'm assuming.
3: Well, it's it's fairly good size. I say the diameter of it might be uh, twenty to twenty-four inches, maybe something like that.
2: Yeah. So your so your canopy's probably at least probably thirty feet across or so. Not
3: uh, close. Maybe not quite yeah. that far.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think if you, if you do go out around, uh, like you said, with your mulch, uh, I think that's an excellent idea. Uh, some of the ones that are really far out, um, it's not horrible to try to take those down, but it's, it's really not a great idea to do it.
1: It's always an injury to the tree when you cut its roots, so think of it like that. So I guess yeah. you know, not seeing it, I don't know how bad it yeah, is. It, but. I,
2: I think as long as it's not, you know, trying to interfere with if it's, you know, raising up some concrete or something like that, you know, I think I would probably try to err on leaving
0: it. And if it's something that you're afraid, like, uh, somebody might trip over, couldn't you just add a bunch of dirt over it to just to kind of well, like, smooth it out
3: some? That was, that was the other option I was thinking of, was putting uh, the perimeter ring around it and mulch it and then maybe bring in like an
1: inch or two of dirt and stick on top of it. Yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah, and you just don't want to get that soil piled up too close around the trunk.
1: Around yeah. the flare. Yeah. We yeah. can
2: suffocate it. Yep.
0: But
1: yeah, for I any think, other further the
0: questions, plant, yeah. John, why yeah, don't you come on the door sure, and then they'll be able All to right. help you uh, at, with more of this but sadly we're running out of time we <laughs> hear the music going so uh sharon herb thank you so much for joining us You're this welcome, morning tamara. we really appreciate it oh, and john wise garver thank you tamara. so much you've been listening to plant experts live at prairie gardens i'm tamara mcdaniel our executive producer is jim lewis a podcast of the show will be available later today at wdws.com saturday sports talk is next have a wonderful weekend